three. Okay, good evening, everybody. Evening. All right, so we are on the fourth parak of Toma This parak actually is super duper famous. Um, you know, actually, just to pick up where Levi left off about, you know, just on the pregame talk um, about Nazis and neo Nazis, I remember that Ramat Sal Salman, Meshkich Lakewood, um, after 9 11. So, what are you going to say after the week after 9 11? I don't know. I, 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 I did years ago when Shaul discusses 9 10, his September 10th. Uh, 2001 speech the night before 9-11, uh, but the next week and the following weeks he had like things we can learn from them. And I remember this, it was that week or the week after, he said, if one of the things that we should all learn is there are people so demented, so sick, so insane that they can kill themselves and kill thousands of innocent individuals, such behemoths, such para-adam, such wild murderers, how much more we should learn to be refined and to be, uh, to be caring and holy. It means we should learn what a person who has no self-control, who has no care for other people, who only cares about themselves and their ideology, the damage that they can do, and learn how to be mentioned. And this parak really, which, which focuses on Klal Yisrael, on the Jewish people, tells us how a Yid, how a Jew, looks at their fellow Jew. The fourth attribute, which literally means to the remnant, Micha the Navi, as we know, it's, he's darshaning, expounding upon this verse in Micha, the shares not to the remnant of inheritance, the, to, the, to, to the rest of Klal Yisrael, the remaining part of Klal Yisrael who was with us to our very day. How does HaKadosh Baruch Hu deal with Klal Yisrael? Loimar, Ma'e'esel Yisrael, Vehem Kereivai. Now, if you ever see a beautiful Yiddish family, a beautiful Jewish family, we know that in the ideal family, brothers do for brothers, sisters do it. There's a nunkite, there's a closeness, there's a warmness between siblings that you go and expend yourself. Why? Because you share blood. They're your relative. The, you, they're, they're your relative. And Akash Baruch Hu, on a much higher level, we can actually see how deep our, our, our kinship really is. Uh, when he says, My Eseli Sovahem Kiraivai. She'er besari basulimam. They're a little like my relatives. Now, obviously, Kashbarko is omnipotent and all powerful. What is my relatives? We have a spark of divinity. We are the children kaviyachal. It could be from from Hashem. Shem bazugla kashbarko. And and at some level, the Torah devar uses a, a, a kabbalistic term. At uh, terminology, we're talking really even at, like a spouse. Now, in a healthy, functional marriage. One does for the other. If any marriage, if one person is thinking to themselves, okay, if I have to do this, do I have to do this for my spouse? Checklist, do I, what, can I get away with not doing it? Or, you know, or my spouse has COVID, I just leave the, pal- the person at home at home alone, I'll go out and have a fun time. What do I have to ruin my day? Because you know, if I had a vaccine, I had it already, I'm not contagious, don't worry. I forgot, 
A lot of, Cal- lot of California people on the Zoom call. I don't want to get you scared over here. <laughs> Believe you. Actually, you know, just joking. Um, so, uh, so you know, we go out of COVID. Right? What do I stuck? Stay home over here. Right? Stay home. Uh, why do I care? Go- Any marriage that's like that, oy vey. Right? Anyone who thinks, anyone who thinks that, 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 that it's about, that, that they won't expend themselves, they don't think about them in a healthy, functional marriage, you really think about the spouse. What could I do? How can I help them? A yid, a Jew, their relationship with the Kashbarak, at some level, is supposed to be like a marriage. It's not, I'm stuck to, I'm a mitzvah, right? Uh, I have something, I have, I, I, I have to do a, 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 a mitzvah, I have to do this. So I'm going to just tell you a personal example, you know, just think of this right now. You would think it's a small, itsy bitsy example. Um, I found it actually very profound. I, was in, I had a lunch. Two days ago, no, yesterday, yesterday, no, yesterday, had lunch yesterday in, in, a, in a, probably uh, uh, the fanciest milk, uh, definitely actually the fanciest milk restaurant in Chicago. It's like the Manhattan type restaurant, you know, up, uh, an uppity type place. And food is ambiance. One problem is I get there from having lunch with an attorney, um, just, you know, interesting, you know, topics. I'm listening. This music is like, I don't know, guys, it's a kosher restaurant. And it bothered me. You know, it, you know, it bothered me. So I got up. I went to, like, the Orthodox person running the, the place. There's Mashkichim. So do you mind changing the music to a little bit more Yiddish? So all of a sudden, Shlomo Karbach starts playing. So uh, um, someone at the table next to me, who I know is a Ben Torah guy who learns every day, you know, uh, a working man, but a real Ben Torah, says to me, oh, now I know how you say so so strong in California. Like you, even the little things, you, 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 you know, I'll go to the whole rest of the change the music. Even the little things bother you. So I said to him, well, hopefully with learning other things also, but you know, I, I'm going to give it to me. Why did the music bother me? I was probably, I don't know, you know, people may like the music. It may have been good chords. Not, you know, I'm not a musician, but it affects, wrong music affects a person's relationship to Hashem. You put the wrong Ideas that rec- music, by, by the way, very, very powerful, powerful Kabbalistically. And we know that music could inspire, you know, or motivate a person, or it could put a person in all kinds of moods, including trafe moods, uh, illicit moods. Uh, music really could affect our relationship. So why did I ask the person to change the music? And he very kindly did, because it dampened it some, whether small or big level, I felt it affecting my relationship, not to the, the lawyer next to me, uh, but to Hashem. And I don't want anything to affect my relationship to Hashem. If something is going to hurt my relationship to Hashem, I want no part of it. If I'm going to be in a place, I'm going to be in, a, in you know, it, it, even if the food is great and it's kosher, and I'm, and I'm listening to music, which is inappropriate for me to hear, which affects my relationship to Hashem, I don't want no part of it. And, and that really, it's not like because I, I, I'm, I'm looking at my mitzvah, I'm worried about reward, I'm worried about punishment. No, I'm worried about my relationship. And the ideal relationship with Hashem is one of, of the ideal marriage. And that is, you, you care about the relationship itself. The relationship itself has tremendous value. It's not about what I have to do. It's about that I want to do because I, I value that relationship. And HaKash Baruch even when we don't value that relationship, even if we're so dense or ignorant, to not value the beautiful relationship that Hashem has with us, Hashem keeps, looks at us and what could I do for you? What could I do for you? How could I help you? How could I be there for you? 
and Hashem in Shira Shira Rabbits, we call them things. Biti, we're called Hashem's daughter. Achaisi, we're called Hashem's sister. Imi, all these these terminologies that we called. Kid appears as the as as it um, is explained in Shira Shira Rabbit. And it says the Pasik in Tehillah Tiller and Psalm says, Yisrael Am Kirevo. We are the nation that's Kaviyachal related to Hashem. Mamish Korva Yeshlo. Imam. Uvanava, we are Hashem's children. We are called the remnant of his heritage. She'er Basar. She'er, by the way, in, in, in Talmudic terminology, in, in the Torah, is close relationship. And not only are we relationship with you know, when you're the child, I was just meeting with somebody, and like, they, this child is my future. They are, they are my eternity. We're, we are Hashem's inheritance. If we don't live up to it, Hashem's inheritance in this world, Hashem's word in this world will be lost. Will be lost. I was just reading a, a, a remarkable article, which, you know, on, on parts of the Jewish world that were lost over time, societies that were lost, whether there's the Kaifang Jews in China, whether there were different Jews in, in, in India, um, which got assimilated into the general population, and there, you know, things of that sort. There were parts of the Jewish people that unquestionably, historically, were lost to Kala Yisrael. Therefore, um, you don't see in China today a little bit, whatever Chabad or whatever traveling people are going through, or if you consider Hong Kong still part of China, uh, you know, there's very little, there's no Torah, there's no Hashem's word in in those countries, because those Jews were lost. We are Hashem's ambassadors in this world. Where is Hashem's inheritance? Where is children? They're going to be the torchbearers for eternity. This is a true. By the way, this woo this is like whoa, big, big time cabal. Don't uh, you know? As much as you think you understand, or I think I'm going to say we're not going to understand. But this is, but, but know that this is true on a on a deep, on a deep level. And what should I say? If I punish the hidden, if I punish Klal Yisrael, I have ally. Like a parent who punishes a child is in pain, Hakash Baruch who literally feels pain when we get punched. If he has to punish us for our benefit, for our benefit, right? It hurts Kavayachal Hashem Kidachsev, as the pasuk says in Yeshaya. Because Sarasam Loi Tsar and any Tsar of the Klal Yisrael, any Tsar of the Jewish people, Hashem Himself has. Hey, now, don't try to understand that God has, has no feelings, but it means that as we understand pain, God has pain as his children, as his spouse is suffering. Uh, again, a parent, any healthy parent who sees a child suffering will feel pain. Any spouse who's in a normal functional marriage and their spouse is in pain will feel that pain. Uh, you know, there's a famous, very famous story of Ari Levine when he went to the doctor with his wife and the doctor said to the, to the wife, what hurts you? So Bar Levine answered, our foot hurts. I can know if this, our foot hurts? <laughs> Whose foot is that, right? right? But, but Bar Levine, who was a tzaddik, Yisrael Olam, who was the, the father-in-law of the great Paisik, Rav Yashiv, the grandfather of Rebetzin Kanyevsky, right? who, who, who was called a tzaddik, the lead tzaddik of Yerushalayim, lead tzaddik of Jerusalem. Rav Levine, when his wife's foot hurt, 
he felt that like his foot hurts. And that Hakash Baruch Hu is way higher than Bar Levin, as great as Bar Levin was. Hakash Baruch Hu's pain is way higher than that. And Hashem feels sorry when we feel sorry. And Kasav Ba'al Flamashat Sarah Magila Pella Elyoin. That Hashem's, the, 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 the word lo, by the way, in this, in this Pasuk, is, is with, a, with a small of it to teach us. Uh, it's Lepella Elyon, Vikoshiken, actually, uh, it's with an al, that's all. Vikoshiken diaper tsufin. Now, this is, you know, two different levels of, 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 of spheres of Kabbalah. Shemen Iker Han Haga. It says, sorry. In other words, Hashem feels pain. Exceed. The tixer nafshal ba'amal Yisrael. Hashem is unable to endure the pain of Israel. Uklein, I mean, really, it really, really pains HaKadosh Baruch Hu when, when we are, uh, when we're actually the Mukubalim, the Kabbalists, when they pray for the redemption of Israel, they really pray for Mashiach, they actually, the, the main prayer, if you look, it's for the Tsar Shechena. Why do they cry? We don't want God to be in pain. What, Jewish people were scattered in the world. Many of our brothers and sisters are clueless what the Jewish people are, what they should be, right? Which creates a tremendous chil Hashem. Tremendous, tremendous chil Hashem in the world. You know, I just saw the other, and they meant well, Aisha, and, I, I, and I'm, I write for Aisha, nothing against Aisha. They put like a list of Jews, you know, like, did you know they were Jewish? I looked at this, I was crying. That, I, and people are like, oh, I'm so proud that this guy or this lady is Jewish. They're intermarried, or they're, they're, they're not keeping Judaism. I don't care if they're a rapper, or they're a movie star, or they're whatever. They have nothing Jewish about them. And I, I love them, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, 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 you know, but when I saw that list of people, I knew, I knew the list, you know. They put, like, put Freud, I'm like, what if they put Freud up there? But, you know, Drake, uh, Drake is like, uh, it's not a cake, it's like, it's a guy, he's a rapper, they have a picture of him and his mom, you know. I'm like watching this thing, I'm like looking at this, I'm like, people are all like, wow, these are Jews. I'm thinking to myself, these are Jews? This is a Nebuch! Not because they, they're bad people, they're good people, they're nice, they know nothing about Judaism. None of those people. They don't know Aleph, they don't know Beis, they know nothing. It's a Chil Hashem, not because they're looking at Chil Hashem. It's a Chil Hashem, because you have people who are associated with Judaism, who, the, when you look at, did you know they're Jewish? You know nothing, they, they, you know why they have to say, did you know they're Jewish? Because you have no idea that they're Jewish. You have no clue that they're Jewish. Right? You have no hasaga that they're Jews. That's a chil Hashem. That's mamash chil Hashem. It should be, if they're a Jew, they are a light to the world. And by the way, if a from Jew, if they're wearing an outfit, a costume, if I see a Hasidic or a yeshivish or that, uh, a settler, dot, tilo, me, I don't care what kind of yarmulke they look. And they don't keep, they don't have gemidos, or they do things which against the Torah, they're wearing a costume. That's a tremendous call, Hashem. Now, I'm not talking about personal weakness. We all, everyone on this call, I don't know, whoever hear this lesson, right, we'll, we'll, we all make mistakes. <laughs> we all will do things wrong, and we, in, that, in a moment of weakness, we will all do things. Now, I'm not a person who, who puts on a show and just doesn't follow Torah. Not a weak point person who just does not do certain things, that's a Chil Hashem also. So when you, when, when people, when, when, when Sadiqim are davening for the Jewish people, they don't, they, they, they don't want Chil Hashem in the world. They, and you know why they don't want Chil Hashem in this world? Because it hurts Hashem, Kavi Actually, there is even al Kabbalah, when you daven for someone to be healthy, it's not that they should be healthy for themselves, that they be, that Hashem is in pain when they're healthy. You know what this means? It's, it's like a radical concept. 
It means when you're in pain or I'm in pain, right? Uh, when you're in pain or I'm in pain, Hashem, Hashem is kaviyachol in pain. I, 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 I think it was the, the Urachayim HaKadosh and the Chidah, but I may be wrong. I, I, saw this a while, I saw this more than once, but I haven't seen it for a long time. I think it was, I think, but if it's, the story is true, if it's not that these two individuals, it's one of them and someone else. The Chidah, who is Rebchayim Yosef David Azulai, one of the most prolific authors, uh, the, one of the leaders of Jerusalem in the 18th century, was a student of the great Moroccan sage who made Aliyah, the Urachayim HaKadosh, who was a holy, holy Jew, one of the Gudayle Ha'ilam, uh, where the, his Chumash parish is stolen to this day. And if I remember the, the story, these two, or whoever it was, um, the Urachayim HaKadosh once saw the Chidah was terribly and unfairly insulted. Uh, terribly and unfairly insulted. For no reason and no cause and no justification. And and when the Urachayim saw the Chidah as this, a, a while after he was able to go over to him, he said, please forgive this guy. For, now, that itself is a level. Forgive him. Even though he insulted you, no reason, it was not okay, it was not Pesedr, right? you forgive him. And the Chidah said, I already forgave him because I did not want Hashem to be in pain. Because if I don't forgive him, Hashem is in pain. So he said, that's like a different galaxy. I forgave him because I don't want Hashem to be in pain. And you know what he says in life? Could you imagine two siblings, brothers, sisters, and one fight when they're fighting. Any parent knows this, right? That if you see your children fighting, it pains you. It pains you. And if you see one sibling willing to forgive, you know what that does? By the way, do you know that that, that forgiveness is not only going to take away the pain of a, a sibling rivalry or a fight, but that my son forgave this one, my, my other child, for me? Amazing! But the point I'm trying to make, and the point, the Torah Devara, again, this Sefer is Mala the Gadish Kabbalah, just easy Kabbalah, because he wrote it as a Muslim Sefer. But the, the, there are many sort of, I can't, I can, it would be like Chinese to me and to you, because it's so high level of Kabbalah. But this is a tremendous concept in Kabbalah. Tremendous. That God feels our pain. It's actually a Gemara. It's, it's actually a Gemara as well. Right? When we are in pain, Hashem is a, is a, is a pain. Now, says a time of Devarah, If Hashem looks to us and says, What can I do for my spouse, my child, my son, my friend, my blood relationship for Klal Yisrael? By the way, that's how real marriages and relationships should always be. But he says even more than this. All of Klal Yisrael. We are, you know, I, you know, we, whether we're, 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 in most of the Jewish people, you know, are biologically related. We have shared DNA, right? We're literally, physically, it's an amazing thing. I send out articles once in a while, you know, or, or sometimes I speak. And I actually, I put on this list, I have all these, as you know, I have a lot of DNA relatives, a genealogy, so I connect it with Jews around the world like fourth cousins, fifth cousins, or, or farther, and they feel an affinity. It's an amazing thing. Actually, I feel an affinity to them because I can see on my tree, or if I can't find them, I don't know how to place them, I can see the, the shared DNA. It's a lot of DNA there, right? And I feel somewhere, maybe this is my great, 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 or my great, 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 grandparents, we are the same, we're descendants, you know? And the fact that they're in 
Israel or in Russia or in France, uh, not France, or in, England, or in England or somewhere else, um, you know, then um, we're related. And so I'll share something and guarantee you some of these people, if some Orthodox rabbi somewhere sent them an article, ah, what are we? You know, what is he sending me an article? But with my article, they're responding. These guys are people are totally, totally not connected. But they feel connected to me. And you know why they feel connected? Because they, they never met me. They never spoke to me. I mean, they heard me on this on a tape like this. Uh, you know, this, this, uh, these kind of things I don't send to them. But they know we're related. Just that knowledge, just that, that data point that we're related it's a small data point. Fifth cousins, sixth cousins, fourth cousins. You feel a connection, and I feel a connection to them. All the Jewish people related. Some, so obviously with, with conversions, we become not more spiritually related, but a, a Yid who converts, it's, it's 100% just as related. And we all are shared in that same, not just DNA. It's not, DNA goes backwards, not forwards. We are literally going back and forwards. As long as you're part of Klai Yisrael, you, we are totally enmeshed, totally related. And we're not strangers like fifth cousins we never met before. We're literally, everything that you do, everyone that, uh, again, who's on this call, or who will hear this call, anything that I do or you do, we are going to connect, we're connected. We are interconnected. It's not two different pieces over here. Right? Our neshamas are spiritually connected. Yesh Each one has a piece where there's literally connected. It's like give it a muscle, a parable of an army, different parts of an army. Wait, no, 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 no. This is way different. This is different parts of a body. We're one body, right? And we all are connected. And if one part of the body is not functioning well, right? We say an it can affect the rest of the body. We're all different. Parts of one body, of one spiritual body. And therefore, when, when a lot of Jews do a mitzvah, it's way more powerful than an individual doing a mitzvah. Why is it? Because of this concept of klulusam, that we're all interconnected. Therefore, the Talmud says in the Seches Brachas, if you're lucky enough to be from the ten first men in the show, I feel like Shokhanach brings this idea. I feel mega boyim acharov. We have a hundred people come afterwards. Mekabel At some level, you created the minion. You created the minion. You will get all of the reward of the people afterwards. The people afterwards don't lose the reward. But you also get the reward of having hundreds and hundreds of people coming to this minion. Right? By the way, Rav Scheinberg's that's all. I remember Rav Chaim Pekka Scheinberg. He's wearing like 100, 120 pairs of tzitzis, you know, but way more than wearing tzitzis. He was one of the great sages of the generation. He passed, oh, I don't remember, 10, 15 years ago. Um, I used to, when I was in Eretzal as a bacher, 25 years ago, I used to go speak to him often or call him. I was a tremendous Torah scholar. He used to tell the best thing you can do in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is be the first tenant shul. Try to get there early. You wanna, you'll be the main person making the minion. Um, you'll get the These ten 
or klulim elu, elu, and, and therefore it's asar and pamasar. They, they get all the hundred people at the level. They know the cause. And so some of the ladies say, "Oh, it's not for the men. They get the minion. Guess what? There are plenty of things. You you could be the one who establish. You do. You you are the causative of everything else that comes afterwards, and you will be rewarded for all for for all that. By the way, you, uh, you know, Yiddish guy goes to the mothers, right? Right. All of those future generations. When you when you do something, it could be for a thousand generations later. Right, you're the cause of all of that. Right, it's an amazing thing, by the way. The Christ of Yiddish Mama. Whoa, you are the one who is carries the Judaism midor the door. And if you do something now, ten generations later, you have a part of that because you created that relapse. But not just the strangers; it's anyone we affect. It's it's anyone and anything because we're connected. Uh, uh, even we know that all Jews, even in halacha, are aravim. Right? We're responsible. That means to do kirov. That means we're responsible to do to help people. If you see, uh, you know, uh, uh, something in uh, about a Jew who's in pain or suffering physically, they're imprisoned in New Zealand. That's what's the guy in New Zealand. Right or in well, for sure if they're in New Zealand they're suffering and in pain but uh, but uh, but not on a serious note if they're in prison somewhere we should feel that pain I never met the person I have no idea who they are I'm not talking about a person's guilty and it's wrong I'm talking about a person is in Iran a Jew is in Iran his only crime is being a Jew his only crime is being a Jew right? and obviously by the way if a Jew does do something wrong because if it be our child God forbid. We, we would do something, we, the same thing. I'm not, that, it's obviously a different case, um, and it doesn't exculpate any wrongdoing they did, but we should think and feel that pain. You, you bet, God forbid, if any of our siblings or children, God forbid, do something wrong, we would still try to help them. Uh, and, and, and a Yid feels the pain. A Yid, you know, a Jew actually, I think I see this, she would put on my lecture from this morning, for this afternoon actually, at Skokie Yeshiva, about uh, about the Holocaust on the chat for, on the Zoom chat over here, but when you know, I, you know, one thing I mentioned that is if you're in 1939 in America and you're watching what's going on in Europe and you do nothing, how is that? How is that shaykh? How is that possible that we can sit back and watch other Jews be put into danger, let alone get murdered afterwards, and do nothing? Same thing with the spiritual. If you see Yidden suffering, and the same thing is in halacha. Same thing is in halacha. If you heard Kiddush, and I said, and I didn't hear Kiddush, you can make Kiddush for me. Right? If I'm obligated in Kiddush, you can hear, make Kiddush for me. Right? Shofar. You can blow the shofar again for somebody who is obligated and didn't hear and even make a bracha, technically speaking. Because if they did not fulfill their mitzvah, I, at some, I believe I heard shofar. I, at some level, didn't fulfill my mitzvah. You know why? Because Moshe or Baruch didn't hear shofar. Moshe or Baruch, what is it with me? Why? I can make a bracha because Moshe or Baruch didn't hear shofar. Yeah, you can make the bracha because Moshe or Baruch didn't hear shofar because you didn't hear shofar at some level. If they didn't do this, you should hear the bracha at some level. Yeah, I spoke at the Lubyanker Torah about what one letter of the Sefer Torah, if you're missing one letter of Sefer Torah, it's puzzle. Right? And the reason is, is all the Jewish people are... are, 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 are I don't want to get too much into that. But we're all related. And, and you, if you're not doing your obligation, at some level, I'm not doing mine. 
That's what Kol Yisrael Arevim Zemazem means. Mivnei Shemamish. Yesh B'Ko'echad Chelek Echad Mechamera. We literally, spiritually, spiritually have a part of every single Jew in us. Every Jew. Ukshechoyta Echad, and if one Yid sins, that's why I said it should pain you. If you see a bunch of Jews who don't keep Judaism, you should do something better, positive, right? Do what we can. But why is that a good thing? I, I'll be so bothered. I, I see this list and people are like, oh, congratulations. Oh, Scarlett Johansson, some model, right? Some lady. Wow, she's amazing. Her mother was, you know, one intermarriage, another intermarriage. I don't, you know, she might, might be a nice lady. But Nebuch should bother us. I'm not saying she, she knows better. I'm not judging her. It could be she never ever, but I should bother us. We know better. You know better. I know better. Right? You know, what, 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 it should bother if a Jew is not giving it bothers you. See, a bother a Jew is in Shul and they're talking. They're talking in Shul. Or a woman comes into Shul and she's not properly dressed. Right? And she's, you know, it should bother you. That, that, that does not mean to be a kamikaze. It means it should bother you. How how you rectify that or fix that? Well, that would depend on you. Are you able to communicate? Are this, is the other person open? The It should bother you. Not made to pray for them, to daven for them, speak to the rabbi. Maybe the rabbi can do something intelligently, caringly. Just like, by the way, I, you know, kind of have a lot of kids, um, and I'll tell you, like you know, different kids, different strokes for different folks. I, I don't think we're in the next chapter tonight. But the next thing we'll really, the next one, we'll really get into different strokes, different folks. But, but certainly, you know, if I'm a parent, I want to educate my kids. It does not mean that I'm coming kamikaze at them. That will not work, especially with some of my kids, right? It ain't going to work that way because children, like you and I, we're complicated. We're all complicated. And it has to be bechokmah, intelligently, with thought out, and with a lot of prayer to do it. That same thing is when you meet that stranger in Shoal, or your friend, they're also complicated, and you have to deal with them intelligently. But, but if someone's doing something wrong, if you hear Lush and Hara, you're, you're, you're at your Shabbos table, and you're just saying, Zemiris, and you hear Lush and Hara, you know, um, that's terrible. I mean, you should bother you to know, forget, forget the, it, it, you should be bothered that a Jew spoke Lush and Hara. Forget you not listening, which you can't, right? But it should bother you that a Jew spoke Lush and Hara. It should bother you! Because you spoke Lashon Hara. I didn't listen. No, yeah, you did. You didn't fix it. You, so you did, right? So at some level, you spoke Lashon Hara. And, and by the way, even if they're not at your Shabbos table, they're somewhere in, in Sunnyvale or in Palo Alto or in San Francisco or in Austin or in San Antonio or in Chicago or in Miami, Boston, what you name it. And you know they're speaking Lashon Hara should bother you wherever you may be sitting. Because you're speaking at some level. Now, we can't control what we can't control. So, that, that, that with a daven for the Jewish people, the tshuva, for all of that, but, but what we could control what's in our orbit of influence, what's in our sphere of influence, of course we should do something. We're, we're just like we would help our children or our spouse, again, intelligently. Uh, you know, I, I, when you're bothered, you look for answers. I, told, I had a very big, an older community leader come to me yesterday and asked me, I don't know why I asked me, but he did, uh, uh, considerably older than me, and he was talking about, like, you know, in their institution, which I had no idea, they have an issue, of how to change it. I said, 
the first the first thing for anyone to change is to, to be bothered. There has to be if you don't, if you don't see a problem, nothing's happening. There's a law of inertia. You need to first see the issue, and if you see the issue and they don't, you need to cre- create a reality where they're able to appreciate that there is an issue. Okay, that there is an issue. Right? You have if, you, if we are, uh, you know if we have a school just deal with this. You bring um, not the principal, but you know you see it. You you. And the kid has a problem in the family. If the parents don't see an issue, that kid has no shot because the kids not the teacher's talking to a dead end. If you don't understand there's an issue, you won't deal with it. Right? People who think it's okay to do things which are wrong, right, and they see no issue with it, aren't changing. <laughs> and they only will change when they understand there is an issue. Uh, there is a, there is an issue. There is a problem at hand. Otherwise, we follow what we're doing, the power of habit. Okay, and you know, and therefore, when we're around, we have to feel a level of aravis, whether it's spiritually for people, physically, and even halachically to it. And, um, we, since we're spiritually interconnected, we are literally related, we belong with each other. And therefore, to, to further amplify this. We should want the best for all of our Jewish brothers and sisters. Now we should want the best for all of the world, but that's a lot, that's because of Rachim, and that's because of Rashem's creations. But for our, but for our, our fellow Jews, it's related. We all care about our relatives. Anyone who's honest, right? You know, if you have a child, I hope you care more about your child than about a kid in the street you don't know, or a kid in the street you do know it's like a child. That's not abnormal if you don't. Uh, well, what, what we're learning here is that we have a bigger family than we know, <laughs> right? It's just that Claudia, so it's not just family. We're literally interconnected spiritually to one another. We're one body with many parts. And if one part hurts, the whole thing could get hurt. Um, and we should want the best for every Jew, for every single yid. And if somebody's doing well, it makes you happy. Right? Even sometimes it's hard, you know, and I'm not judging Khalila, but you hear people, you know, they want to get married and someone else is get, gets engaged and it's hard for them. They want to have children, someone else. They struggle financially and somebody else. You know, you should be happy because you're successful when they're successful. It's if your child gets married and is successful, you're successful. If a yid, if a Jew, if your brother or sister are successful, you're successful. And Hashem called the Achol successful. You should rejoice for that. Right? And it's some, your Kvoido is Chavish. It's like it's yours. Right? It's yours, Shari Humamish. You know, it's the, they're some of the greatest sages of all who never had children. They didn't have children. But they're part of us. And some people never get married, some people don't have the money. But when you rejoice, when another Jew does, you're getting the money at some level. It's you. It's you. What parent? You know, you when you're a kid, you never have this. You know, until you're a parent, you can't understand this. Like, I would love my kids to be more successful than me. That's not a normal reaction. Real life is we all want to be more successful than someone else, right? If a person builds an eight-bedroom house, the guy next door builds a nine-bedroom house, you feel all of a sudden your eight-bedroom house feels small, right? You have a nice car, they have a nicer car, but my car's not so nice anymore. Right? We all want a little bit better than everyone else. At some whatever the things we care about. 
We don't care about everything, but the things we care about. But a child? We're not even happy if they make more than us. Parents aren't jealous of children. And we realize we're all related. We're happy. No one's taking away from you and I. We're happy. That's that's the, that's how we should live. I mean, Therefore, the Torah tells us in in Parshkadoshim, "We have to lecha kamoch. We should love your fellow as yourself." Kamoicha, right? The Roy she writes the bekash. By the way, he says kamoicha means because they are yourself. <laughs> they are you, and you are them. The Roy she yirts the bekash chaveru, and you should want what's kosher. What kind of abnormal person badmouths their spouse, badmouths their child? Right? Oh, my spouse, oh, you, know, you hear these jokes. That's because we're affected by a Gentile world around us. A yid to make fun of their spouse? My wife, my husband? Goyish! It's not a Jewish thing. You don't make fun of your spouse. Well, you, your spouse is your best friend. You make fun of Hashem. Oh, make fun of your child? Uh, you know, if I hear someone making fun of their child, like really uh, talking bad about their child, it's a nebuch. Nebuch. And certainly, if it's yourself, nobody, unless they're, 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 they have some major issue, you talk bad about yourself, you make fun of yourself. I'm not talking about comedians. I'm talking, I'm talking about, really, to talk bad about yourself. Talk bad about you, you're talking bad about yourself. It's your house. It's your, it's your mishpacha. V'lo bo kederech. Uh, so he started, does not, he thinks, what can I do for Klal Yisrael? He doesn't want us to be denigrated. He doesn't want us to be in pain. Because is not close to all of us. Afu, all you, all of us, we don't want anything negative to happen to any yid. Not any pain. Not any destruction, even if the person hurts you or embarrasses you. They're a bad neighbor. They're a bad. They're a bad guest. They you don't bad mouth. You don't hold grudges. And if you can't do it for yourself, do it for Hashem, because you don't want Hashem to be in pain. You know, when I, I, I when I hear about family fights, say if you if you can't get along with something, at least for your parents, your own parents, right? Your own parents. How do you let you fight her own parents? Right? And, and by the way, I'm not going to get to, you know, even in Shemaya, your parents know with the kids. You know, how do you do that? And on the contrary, if someone else's foot's hurting, our foot should hurt. If a yid's foot hurts, if they're suffering spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, we should be in pain. And when they're rejoicing, when they have a chasana, when they have a wedding, when they have a bar mitzvah, when they have a simcha, when they got a promotion, when they had a great day, and we should rejoice with it. That's how a yid falls in Hashem. Like, you know, we started with the neo-Nazis in Texas, um, um, and how we should not be like them. This is how a Jew is. Anything which sounds like a chilish, a novel thought, which it is to some of them, but it's only because we, we, we don't appreciate enough who we are, what we should do, and really, what it really means to be a mentor. Okay, we're gonna hold here. This is a lot. This is a this is a lot. This is a game changer for you. This this paragraph of the Ramak, if we would live up to this, we would be completely different, right? We would we would we would not only would be better, we would know what it really means to be part and parcel of the Jewish people, what it means to love our fellow Jews and to love ourselves. Okay. Hold here. Any questions? 
Everybody have an amazing night.